<laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Kitchen Conversation with James and Rama. My name is James. Say hi, Rama. Hi. We are going to be talking about the question today, how do you start a new chapter of life? Well, in this episode, we've in person had like a 10-week break from recording. I've got married, had a honeymoon, started a new job five days a week, and Rama, you've had some pretty big changes as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's change, yeah, uh, yeah, a pretty big change, I'd say. So I basically left a, a you know a, a position of a nine years or a, or a company of nine years that I've been working for, um, almost ten years. I uh, started working for the public sector, uh, moved to a new city. Mm. Uh, you know, basically became a homeowner uh, and, yeah, basically, and then also, yeah, complete the uh, change of um, of scenery, basically, in terms of just the, the day-to-day. So, yeah, I would, I would call it a big change, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I would say so. Yeah. And what's it like? Um, how, do you, how do you meet neighbours? What's that like? Meet neighbors. What's what, what I get when you settle in, you go somewhere new. What do you do to meet neighbors? Do you just like wander past them, say hello, bring Whoa. foods? Um, I think uh, it's a uh, it's it's a bit of a it's it's a bit of a two directional approach. Um, I think the neighbors also want has to want to meet you. Um, that's probably the first step. And what I noticed living in Sydney for twenty five years, um, there's not a lot of that. I think the culture is a little bit different where, yes, you know, your, your neighbors will say hi in mm. passing uh, when you meet them in the, in the hallway and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, you know, they kind of leave you alone and you they want you to leave them alone, um, which is what a per- personal experience. I said li- mm. living and renting in Sydney. I'll, I'll call it renting because yeah. I don't own, I haven't owned yeah. a property in Sydney before. So it's probably different where if you leave somebody somewhere mm. for 10, 15, 20 years and you own that property and the you know, people around you are, are owners as well most likely you kind of hang around the same people, right? Mm. But because you're renting, people are going in and out every so often. Um, you see moving trucks in and out. So for me, uh, moving to, so I moved to Canberra for those who you know didn't haven't listened to the previous episode, but I guess Canberra people just, uh, I guess a little bit different in terms of mindset. And, and the funny thing is a lot of people that live in Canberra are not Canberra born and bred. Like yeah. a lot of people move into Canberra at one point in their life. So um, mm. our, I guess our, what do you, what would you call it? Our, um, body corporate, um, you know, what do you call it? The, uh, strata, Is it the, well, the, yeah, the, the strata assigned person, the, what do you call it? They're, they're like the strata members, right. Of the, 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 of the homeowner association here. Um, she's quite friendly in a way. So the way that she, we, we, we got to talk to each other was that I submitted an application for my pet. And I also submitted an application to install solar on my roof. Um, and mm. then I think she's the one who's kind of like the, the, the leading person to approve or, or deny that. Um, yeah. She approved both. And then when I asked for a, um, I asked why we don't we have a green bin, um, you know, for like your, your green waste, right? Like your vegetation waste, because I was cutting down the tree in the backyard. Um, she, instead of emailing back, I think she just knocked on my door and introduced herself. So yeah, that's how I got to meet. Uh, a few of my oh. neighbors and then she, because she was the sort of the homeowner association, you know, kind of the, the chairperson, 
she took me around and introduced me to a bunch of the other neighbors. So I met nice. the one. So I met the neighbor right next to me. Pretty pretty nice guy. And then I met the a, a people a few doors down. Um, they were pretty good family. So these are the owners basically. Um, then yeah. I met a few of the, the of the renters, but. Again, with renting, you know, they haven't been there for a long time. They don't really, again, keep to themselves. The typical... They're figuring themselves out. Yeah, t- typical mindset. So, and then I got really close to the neighbor across from me, but then they moved to Brisbane. So... Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's how you would meet. I mean, I think it all depends on the individual, you know, kind of test the water, mm. you know, and, and see what what the vibe is like. But I noticed that the people here are quite mm. um, friendly in, in my block of um, houses. Yeah. Um, they've already they've already arranged like a Christmas party or a Christmas nice. lunch. Um, exciting! Are we doing next week? So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, so that's I mean that's how you that's how you probably that's that's my I guess my introduction to the to my immediate surrounding. Mm. Yeah, and for me, like renting for the first time and moving out, it's like I don't know what the cultural norms are, where how things usually work. So every time I'd see someone new. That like was coming out of a door and then, oh, my name's James. <laughs> and I have a feeling they didn't uh, reciprocate the uh, the gesture. I got I got some good, but then it's like when people are in a conversation, they're not want to be in. It's like, am I am I stopping them going somewhere? Or I bet we had maybe fifty fifty kind of that style. Mm. We had some really good conversations where we got to share a little about who we are. It was nice being like, oh yeah, we're newlyweds, first yeah. place, moving in together, it's exciting. So that was really nice. But we haven't necessarily gone like out of the way. There's a small mm. kind of block of eight. Yeah. So the bins well, magically end up out on the street. I'm not sure if there's a system. <laughs> I don't have, I put my garbage in the rubbish, but I'm not sure if there's like a roster to take them out or just someone uh, does it kindly. Yeah. Most most apartment building that I find in Sydney, there is going to be an assigned person for that um, for that block. For example, that person probably assigned by either the strata, and they usually get uh, an allowance to be nice. the person. So they have to take out the bin every X day, put it back, uh, do, and then and then you know, of course strata pays for the maintenance of the building and all that kind of stuff. But there will be an assigned person for that and. Either somebody who lives in the building, or it'll be the person who does the cleaning and the maintenance. Yeah. They just assign those person to the, to be on to be cut to come out on the day where the bins are need to be taken yeah. out. So that's good. That that helps explain it because the grass gets cut as well. <laughs> um, By fairies. This is, I, I'm, I'm I'm liking this so far. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's one of the perks of living in um in a, in a strata block. So. The, the general common, they call it the common area gets managed by the strata. Yes, there is a strata fee you got to yeah. pay for, but, you know, the, as much as I want to live in a freestanding block, um, it's just out of my price rate at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's some perks to it, you know, like lights outside are always good, you know, the place always clean, the, the bushes mm-hmm. are always, like, neatly um, trimmed and all that kind of stuff. All I, need, all, all I need to worry is just the one, the stuff that's within my four walls. So Yeah. And 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 my and my roof apparently is my responsibility. So, nice. so inside the whole, my roof is my responsibility. So they they were thinking they're talking about cleaning gutters, and then I realized, you know what, what what is what's what's dirty about your gutter? There's no trees above our like block. So 
So those gutters are just full of dust and then the rain will take care of that. So I'm like, I'm not paying for cleaning. Screw you guys. Yeah, they wanted to like chip in to clean the gutter and I was like, nah. Sorry guys, the rain will do that for me. Because it's just dust. Yeah, unless leaves blow. But I can't remember where the trees were when I visited. Yeah, well, again, there's, there's, there isn't any tall trees for a decent you know, you chop the one, the things down in the backyard. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident there isn't any leaves in, in the gutters. So I'm not paying for that. Thing. Nice. So yeah, so that's the new surrounding. You know that we just talked about mm. new surrounding. I guess the next bit is, um, for me, was actually moving to a new city. So mm. some of the challenges that I've, um, that I've already encountered is, you know, just having. Con- uh, comfort places to go to the one that you're just so yeah. confident in you're comfortable with you know yeah. what's in there i don't have that at the moment i'm i'm yeah. still exploring you know what mm. i mean like i mean for you it's probably like you know westfield miranda or something right in the past yeah. when you were living yeah. there you're like, it's like the you know in there. It's, i know where all the shops are yeah like i just have to walk around to find out what's around like where do i get my haircut yeah so when, when, when you went to like Roselands Plaza or you go to like yeah. uh, Roselands, the shopping center, right? Centro, mm. whatever they call that place. Yeah. Um, or sorry, Riverwood Plaza or Roselands Centro, I'm assuming yeah, you probably have to just double check what's around. And that's why I'm yeah. doing the same thing. Like I've now gone to two different Westfields, uh, a factory outlet, uh, two mm. Bunnings and an Ikea. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sussing those places out. But what we nice. haven't really done is like, we haven't gone to any restaurant. Oh, we, we've been to one restaurant, which is Rache's, but... Yeah, I had a rashes across the road from me in Punchbowl, so yeah. that didn't help. <laughs> like, not, not, like, not as special and as new. Yeah, um, yeah. So we we haven't really done any, any much um, mm. exploring or camera beside the big stuff because that's you know that's kind of stuff you need immediately. Yeah. So I guess when you move to a new city, the important thing is find the the known places and where they are. So you you know the typical requirements, right? Your Woolies, your Coles, your Aldi, uh, yeah. Bunnings, and IKEA, and um, you know, probably uh, some sort of um, Westfields, right? Yeah. You find all those common stuff, which we've already found. So I guess the next bit we want to do is find the studies, the not so common things, like the actual mm. uh, attraction mm. of Canberra, like going to finding the, the nice lakes, right? The secluded yeah. uh, parks and all that kind of stuff where you can, you know, just relax and chill and stuff. So mm. we we were going to do a... Um, one, a because in, in, in Canberra, and I think it's also in in, uh, in Gold Coast and, and Brisbane, mm. uh, electric scooters are legal here. Yeah. So you can rent them out, like the electric bikes that oh. you've got in, in Sydney. They are awesome. Yeah. So we're thinking of going down to um, the that man-made lake in front of the parliament house there. like And, mm. and they, they do have one rent for rent over there. So we're just going to go around that lake. Yeah. I don't know what the lake is called, but um, the I think place like that I went. Early Griffin? I think that's the Early lake. Griffin? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a place um, on on one of the on one of its point called um, Regida Point, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like they I'm have sure a park, they have a like, you know parking and all that kind of stuff. Mm. This is where there's a like a starting point, and we saw a couple of scooters just yeah. parked there. So we thought, oh, we're gonna start then. And I'm pretty sure they said on bike it takes about three hours to go the full circle. Oh wow! So on a scooter, when we will, we can probably do about an hour and a half, and then. Go make our make our way back because yeah, that'll be a solid commitment. Yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah. So I think that's that's something that we want to do. So we want to do things like that. And I know that people always talk about. I think there's a there's a lookout called Black Mountain, um, mm. and then Mount Ainsley. You know the typical yeah. like 
places that you Telstra Tower, whichever one that was kind of the touristy things. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the botanical garden, which you've been to it, I haven't been mm. to, even though you live in Sydney. So somehow <laughs> you beat me to it. Um, so, yeah, like, that's the kind of stuff that you probably want to do. So once you've done your essential, mm. finding all your, your necessary needs, uh, for mm. me, I had the additional need of finding like halal meats and stuff, which yeah. we found, which was great. That's good. And, you know, mosques and all that kind of stuff, which, again, we've already found. Mm. So that's for me moving to a new city. For you, I guess, a new suburb, you know, probably yeah, just so, a daunting. Uh, <laughs> uh, thankfully, yeah, most of the, my things that I know and I'm comfortable with are with, uh, within kind of a half-hour drive. So it's almost what's directly around within like a 10 to 15-minute walk yeah. is what's the new um, for the convenience to be able to wander around and say, oh, yeah, here's a 7-Eleven if I need something. There's like mm. local grocery stores. Oh, wait, this is where the local... Woolworths and Coles is. Uh, yeah. So finding those has been good and easy enough. And yeah, when I shop in a supermarket, I shop like I'm browsing a website. So I go looking for each of their things, not searching for them through the aisles in a way that makes sense. Yeah. So I could end up in aisle 10, then aisle 2, then aisle 9, then aisle 3, then aisle 10 again. Because <laughs> so I'm just thinking about that one thing I need, that one extra. Mm. And not thinking about, oh, those three things are in this aisle and working through the supermarket in a somatic way. So I'm super inefficient when I shop for groceries. <laughs> and I think start thinking with my stomach when I uh, get hungry. Well, that's a tip, you know, don't don't ever go shopping in a supermarket when you're hungry because you end up oh. grabbing stuff you don't usually need. Yeah. But because you're hungry, your your eyes just go, yeah, I want that mm. snack, I want that snack, I want that bread, bread. I want that, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. online ordering will be my safest bet. Click and collect. Then I know exactly what I want to yeah. up and uh, that's definitely a way it. to. Um, but again, you probably don't don't, don't do that hungry yeah. either. Yeah, <laughs> because definitely is like Whoa, same same effect, same effect. Yeah, and also just how, how it is learning how to carry things sounds silly, but it's like remembering to take all the bags you need to do the groceries. I I, I used to have this rule: I wouldn't buy more than I could carry, but that doesn't work so well. And you're buying <laughs> you're like you're groceries for a week. <laughs> yeah. So like going up with the Woolworths Metro um, and usually popping out in lunch breaks, like I just do what I could hold in my hands and not worry about bags. So it's like, okay, now I put bags in the car so that I can start my journey well there. Yeah. So that I'm not like, oh, dang, now I've got to carry all this stuff that I bought. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because yeah, you're getting stuff out of It's always great when you go, oh, I've done so much shopping today. It's excellent. But when you get home, you're like, oh, now you got to take that stuff out of the car and into the house. You're like, uh. I mean, it does help that, I, you know, my I do I park my car right in front of my um, entrance. Mm. So it does help where, I don't, you know, not like you, where you have to go up. Oh, yeah, two flights of stairs. It's a, it's a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you'll get used to it. I've, I've done it all already. So, mm. you know, um, yeah, so that's a yeah finding new surroundings. Um, like I said, yeah, just and and for me, the biggest thing is everything is quite far away from each other, but they're mm. not they're not far away in terms of distance. Yeah. In Sydney, everything is quite close, but then it does take a long time. When it no, sorry, not mm. distance, um, time. When it when it comes to time, yeah. right? Like, um, going to Panania from uh from Punchbowl, for example, right? That used to be mm. like a fifteen minute, well, sometimes twenty minute drive. Mm. It's not that far. When you look at it on a map, it's not, yeah. you know, it's, we're talking probably, I don't know, eight kilometers or something like oh, that. Yeah. Something. But there's a lot of traffic light in between and a lot of small streets. Over mm. here, 
uh, going to my work is about eight kilometers, but I don't yeah. take 20 minutes. I take eight minutes because it's a, it's an 80 kilometer road with yeah, only two traffic lights. <laughs> so it's and like, quick. yeah. So that's the, I find that everything is far distance wise, but not, it doesn't take long to get anywhere. Mm. Like we went to Belconnen, which is about probably about 17 kilometers away. It's basically mm. from, from your place, from Riverwood to the, to the city. Yeah. You know, that's 17 kilometers away. Going to that be takes a right? takes half an hour, sometimes 40 minutes depending on traffic. But for me, it was like 20 minutes to go there. So everything mm. is far from a distance perspective, but it, mm. yeah, it's not, not so far. When you said to me, hey, everything's half an hour. If I drive half an hour in any direction, I'm quite far away from my place. Yeah. Really, so <laughs> it's huge um, difference. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be in, you know, in, in Gangalan or in, mm. you know, Tagoranong or somewhere south, yeah. you know, either north or south or south, I'll be so far north. west in, in Evett or something like Yeah. Yeah. So hey, it's, yeah. And you mentioned the drive to work. What's it like starting well at a new job, meeting new people, understanding oh. responsibilities? Yeah, and and like I said for me, it's a double, it's a double new job. Um, it's a it's a new job, and it's new also uh, my first, yeah, my first time going into public sector. So what we call in Australia the APS, right, the Australian Public Service. Um, so there's a lot of caveat, and then for me, it it added an, an additional layer of, uh, you know, my department works for um, a, a cadet organization, so yeah. youth organization called um, Australian Air Force Cadets. So we service them, uh, and I also have to adhere to defense, like the Australian mm. Defense Force or the Department of Defense um, policies as well. So I got so much things I had to learn. Mm. I had to learn the cadet way of doing things and the process and the procedure and the people, mm. uh, which consists of a lot of volunteers, by the way. Then I also working with people that are in the defense force, so they're actual, you know, uh, uniform service people. And I'm working with other ranks. APSs and I also basically, you know, work with other government agencies. So there's so much things to learn. Like I've still learned three different policies basically. Yeah. Right. So I've got the, my APS policy for my code of conduct and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I have to also adhere to the AAFC policy, which involves yeah. a lot of youth working. So working with youth, you know, uh, behavior, behavior, behavior in the workplace, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I also have to learn the defense um, procedures and policies. So how to write, uh, a, a, you know, in, in defense, how to, how to address people and, yeah. and, you know, how to recognize their ranks and all that kind of stuff, which yeah. I have to learn. And, um, and then, yeah, and also the Department of Defense's guidelines and everything that we have to deal with. And uh, yeah, so it's just, there's a lot. I think if I, you know, for example, if you walking into WH Smith, I have to just understand WH Smith's policy. That's it. Oh yeah. And now maybe got- understand, you know, the, the Australia, you know, New South Wales work, you know, workplace, all that kind of stuff. Right. But he can imagine I've got like three different three, three, four sets of governance that I have to understand. And, and at the same time, I also have to then might be mindful of the other departments policies as well, when I'm requesting things or when I'm trying to get service out of them. Yeah. They have their own policies and procedures and forms yeah. and, so it's it's been quite overwhelming, but I think it's it's given me that overwhelming in a good way. Mm, like a challenge. In, I've, yeah, I've been challenged beyond my usual level of being challenged in WH Smith. Because mm. I was there for so long, I got very comfortable and I became the the person that knows everything. So people mm. ask me questions about stores, people ask me questions about teals, people asking me questions about 
systems mm. about sometimes even just some random stuff about what are, what do what do staff do in the store when you know certain things like yeah yeah just historically you know lottery and all that kind of stuff that are not privy to a lot of people that work in the office um, and I'm I've gone and, and and changed my role completely where I became the new person that come mm. in that don't know mm. anything and you have to and, find your fate with everything yeah and the person that's uh, mm. my buddy or you know the person that's guiding me. Is the person that reports to me at the same time. So my boss is not going through that with me. It's James who's going through it with me. Like, uh, yeah, this is the running joke where I can't get away from James. Yeah, you're surrounded by James wherever <laughs> you go professionally. Yeah, when I, I, there's always uh, James either working for me or working with me <laughs> at, at, at any part of my career. So in WWH, that started in 2013 all the way up to 2020. And then somehow I, I started with the James in this one too. So... <laughs> Um, but the difference is that James is basically the mean W.A. Smith at the moment, as yeah. in he was a cadet, so he went through the system, and now yeah. he's a cadet instructor or a volunteer for that organization, but he's also an APS mm. or the cadet branch. So he's basically seen it from both ends. Yeah, so he's, he's got those layers in the history. Yeah, so he's seen it as a client, so as a customer, the person who's receiving the training from mm. the from the cadet program, he also instructs. So he's seen it as a, for in 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 a, in a retail perspective, he was a customer, mm. and he was a person behind the counter selling the product. And now he's in head office, serving those people that are behind the counter mm. and serving the end customer you know, yeah. selling the, uh, the buying the product. Right. Mm. So he's now seen it from all three different angle. Um, and the funny thing is, he's about to go into the fourth um, angle, basically making him a square. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's about to join the defense force, which means he's going to yeah. be a uniform member. Yeah, that square is going full circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shape jokes. So it's it's a bit difficult for me that because I'm used to being the person that knows everything and people report to me. I'm now mm. having still having someone report to me, James, and all these other volunteers, but I'm the person that doesn't know anything, and mm. they're reporting to me things that at the same time they kind of. Not not probably not not by not on purpose, but condescendingly teaching me at the same time. You know, like mm. like how could you know? You know, they, the way they say it in a way of how do you not know that? You know, yeah, and it's like well, I, I started it yeah, two exactly. months ago. And the, the the strange thing with volunteers, um, what I learned is because they work for the uh, for AAFC one one day a week, right? Yeah, and they still have a full time job um, on the other days of the week. Yeah, um, and a lot of them are quite. Um, they're quite high up in their in their profession. Yeah. So we got nurses, we got teachers, we got IT professionals. So a few of my volunteer, what we call the ITSO or the IT service officer, mm-hmm. um, so IT support officer. They a few of them, they they job are, are actually they are like head of IT, and so wow. they're talking to me and they're saying things to me. They're like as if like I should know what they're saying. Like, yeah, we. Well, I thought you had a head of IT position. Yeah, so one of the guy. One of my ITSO, he's the head of IT for UTS, Jimmy. He just oh, took wow. a position, uh, I think, early this year. So you probably don't know him because he, you know, no. he already finished with him. But he basically is the head of IT for UTS now. Wow. Um, and he's just going to me. You know, he's telling me all these things like as if I don't know what, what he wants and what he needs and what an organization needs. But what he doesn't get is that I have three governance I have to follow. Yeah. And the three governance does not allow me to operate like that a commercial way. business. Yeah. So he, he's seeing it from a commercial perspective because again, coming from WH Smith makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's but, the experience we had. We just, yeah. From a government perspective, it, it is not viable. 
Yeah. Because it's either cost prohibitive, uh, not approved by some sort of governance, yeah. or haven't gone through the rigorous process. So, yeah. and he's just like, why is it so hard? I'm like, you know, I think he, he mm. needs So for me, it's the same thing. Like I'm saying, I'm asking the same questions. Mm. You know, why is it taking so long to do this? But then now I'm starting to learn because I'm yeah. bringing my, you know, this commercial, you know, corporate mindset into this organization. And, yeah. and then suddenly I'm just getting, you know, knocked back going, no, not yet. Try again or wait or whatever. Yeah. And like, Please review the paperwork you just submitted. Yeah. I mean, WA Smith, when we want to get a solution and we get it done. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we, I mean, this is me and you experience and mm. then, you know, our listeners can probably take away from this. Like, sometimes we get things done before we even got permission to do them. It's been great. Like we've implemented yeah. it. Then we say, look, we've done it. Everything is good. But there is that one mm. out of 10 when we, we mess up. Yeah. And then we have to then answer for it. And, and, and any organization, as long as somebody doesn't die and it doesn't end up on the news, you know, and you can handle it internally, right? Well, we like what we did with a few of our, um, you know, a few of our mix-ups and a few of our mm. you know, kind of like botched jobs that we've done, me and you. Um, mm. We can handle it internally, which was fine. But I Absolutely. think in, in, in government, the last thing they want is to, to be public, to be public. So they yeah. want to, you have to be, because we have a, what was the name of that policy? It's like a minimizing mistakes policy. No, it's a transparency thing. Like we yeah. have to be transparent with the public. Like they have a, I think it's like that's public, public information. Freedom, freedom of information requests or something. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. So something along the line is it's to do with that, with that act, but mm. it's, it's the fact that the public has the right to know what we're doing. And at any time they can then ask for the information from me. Yeah. So any dealing I do, none of them is deal is dealt in confidence. Mm. It is at the time, but should, a public want to know that particular information, we have to disclose yeah. it. And how like a decision was deal. Yeah, yeah. So I can't go and make a purchasing and, decision. Yeah. I can't go and go behind people's back and decide to do things because if at some point if, if it was audited or requested, you can get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. It's like well, this wasn't documented. This wasn't according to policy. This wasn't yeah, this wasn't book. approved. Where's the approval? All that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of that. And I realize that's why things take so long and I understand mm. it. Um, so that's one of the biggest thing I think is if you're starting a new role, um, especially if it was completely different environment, mm -hmm. it's good to kind of spend some time and I'm hoping the organization is going to allow you to do it is yeah. to spend some time and learn a little bit about that. Um, either through asking people that has been there for a while, mm -hmm. finding some, uh, or finding people that, are, um, might be easier finding people that's sort of in the same level as you, mm -hmm. um, who can sort of, yeah, talk you through. Um, so I've got counterparts in the navy and in the in the army as well and mm. they're the same level as me yeah so they i can freely talk to them although the the girl in army she's i haven't got to know her well enough yet yeah i think um but she's very similar to james as in she's gone through the whole system she was yeah. there being well, a, yeah, yeah instructor blah, blah 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 yeah the other the navy guy is public sector all the way and mm. then his um his report the guy below him he's like me coming from a corporate mm. background. So I, yeah. I relate a lot to him. Um, so I, every time I have a, something that I, I feel embarrassed talking to James about, because James is like you, he kind of has this thing about, he gives me this look like, how could you not know that? And I, I don't like it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when, you know, when you're talking stuff to me and you just assume I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. like that. And yeah, I think my, when I reflect on that, I just use words. <laughs> I don't know sometimes because I just get overexcited about whatever the topic is. Yeah, yeah. 
And then I just keep going, and then I've had people, I'm like, so I'm sorry, James, I didn't understand a word of what you just said. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) My language was inappropriate, not for, yeah. Yeah. Inappropriate for context, not vulgarity. And and I think, yeah, try to find somebody you're comfortable with in terms of a, a management hierarchy, right? So my direct boss, I'm not that comfortable with him yet. Uh, I'm still not understanding exactly mm. his management style and what he expects out of me. But he's mm. starting to get along now, and I think he's starting to understand my 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 mm. my expertise, my limitation, those kind of stuff. He's starting to understand. Okay, he's not an engineer. He's not a tech geek. You know, he doesn't go home and build Linux servers yeah. and stuff like that. But I, he understands. Basically, I think I understand technology and concepts yeah. and I can put it into a business context, which I yeah. think is, is sort of my, my biggest thing. So they've been do, getting me to do business cases and briefs, basically, So, yeah. which is my strength. Right? I can take mm. a technical concept and put it into human language and then have yeah. so uh, understand you know, why a meal or a, benefit. Yeah, or a car, how great, understand what the hell we're trying to do mm. um, because sometimes it's difficult uh, because mm. that's what I think. I think my boss is in that world of, he could. He's very technical yeah. in some ways, and he's non-technical in other ways. Um, so he's got his his you know corner of and 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 he can't explain it to a, a, a uniform member because they don't get yeah. it. Right? They just want to understand it, right? Like, yeah, it's so easy. We'll just do the translator see. part again. Yeah, and I can see the one-star general just going. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the head turns to the side of the curiosity. Yeah, then I would go and just try to explain it to him. And it's like, oh, great idea, great idea. I think I like that, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I use human language and stuff. Um, so, yeah, just try to find um, somebody mm-hmm. higher up who you're comfortable with and then ask them the question because they're more oh, yeah. than likely like, a lot of these people like to be mentors in a way. Mm-hmm. So I found a, a captain, um, his name is Andrew, and he's, he's like a dad figure basically to mm-hmm. me. He loves checking yeah. up on me. Telling me to, to stop shaking my legs when I'm sitting on my desk because I have a habit of shaking <laughs> my legs. Yeah, and he's like, stop it. You know, and uh, he showed me a lot of uh, stuff that, uh, you know, here's how you do things. He's teaching me about briefs yeah. and how to, how yeah, to do military writing. Or about. I'm learning yeah. all the abbreviation. There's lots yeah. of abbreviation in the military. They like to be have, you, have you come across all the TLAs then? What's a TLA? Three-letter acronym. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I've seen a couple already. WRT. <laughs> Yeah, uh, with regards to, yeah, ACK, acknowledged. <laughs> I'm coming through not, a lot of AFK? Uh, hey? Like AFK, away from keyboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they just put, I think, like out of out of something, I think, when yeah. they're like not available. Triple O, out of office. Oh, there's so many. And, and everything oh, is abbreviated. Every title and yeah. every like rank is abbreviated. Oh, so you got to know all the abbreviations for all the ranks. Oh yeah, so you know GP GP captain, you know group captain, right? A is it AI CMDR, you know A Commodore. It's like yeah, you're supposed to know that, you know. Brig, you know brigadier, you know. So, yeah, AI AI commander. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Commodore. Um, and then lots and lots of it. Yeah, ADF, right? Uh, SCAF, yeah. DCAF basically starting a new job so yeah mm. i mean for you it was more of a transitioning from a part-time or a thing you yes. started as a intern i, didn't you? I yeah, well, i went from like an internship one or two days a week to then a day a week as someone paid from a volunteer capacity then to two days a week and three days a week then it goes all of a sudden 
five days a week just before the wedding, which is exciting. So my responsibilities have kind of expanded with it, but I've known the people along the way, which has been good. So I've always had like my foot in the water and it's just a different water level would be the analogy that I'd kind of use. Um, it'll be just more time to figure out how to do things that are strategic in terms of aligning IT systems um, with the global. Um, because, yeah, I went from having all this technical administrative stuff to that sits in a different part of the organization overseas. Mm. So it's like I've got I, I know how these work, things work and how to configure these things but I just don't have the privilege level to do it. So it's like, how do I, how do we work with this? But also then not just what Australia wants, but globally, how does that fit in and trying to balance what that looks like is something I'm still figuring out and how to juggle. And then how do you make plans that align with other people's plans when they've got a whole IT team over in the U S but it's me here doing all the things. Um, and then just trying to figure out how we can, yeah, set structures and responsibilities that are clear um, to be able to have good support for people in the office for just like when IT problems happen, as mm -hmm. they do, so that they've got a service desk that they can contact as well as being able to have things that are simplified, like being able to log in. So instead of having four different logins, you have like a single sign-on, um, which is awesome. But the other thing that I've reflected on just with all of the change is like that business idea that we had that was the reason we started this podcast as well as like the kitchen conversation update. It's like, oh, you very easily like just, oh, all the other life change happens and you just kind of put it in a box up to the side. Yeah. Quite literally for me and my parents' house. Um, just like all the stuff like, like oh, all that kind of those glass bottles that I was collecting to get cut then to turn into candles. They're kind of out of sight, out of mind. I need to get back <laughs> on that. It's like, oh, I've missed Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I'm too late for Christmas. I guess i got to get cracking for about enough lead time before Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is probably At this stage, it'd be my next tent pole. I'm yeah. trying to get the business up and running. I've been more consistent with YouTube, though. I've actually, yeah. like, started doing stuff on a personal YouTube channel with wine reviews. I've started putting this podcast up. Um catching up on some of our video episodes on Kitchen Conversations with James and Rama. Still need to invite you to that channel, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I did this thing. I didn't tell you all that. Yeah, yeah. We're invited yeah. to it. Yeah, it's like But well, I've yeah, been working. Day. I've been doing, like, digital stuff in the background. Um, so create content. Access to the video. Um, which has been good fun and thinking about, like, SEO stuff for that. So having trying to figure out how to have, like, lead in places where people like get to know like and trust me through what i'm doing it's like oh i like wine i do reviews but then i also transform these wine bottles into candles um so that it comes kind of full circle so that everything is connected in a way so that there's a wide that everything connects back to mm -hmm. and i know rama you had some products arrive from indonesia yeah, we've um, surprisingly because we haven't done much online presence. We've been actually just been doing old school, you know, selling it to mm. uh, contacts and groups, and we've been using WhatsApp and uh, Instagram and Facebook. So we've gone down that route, and mm. we've basically almost sold through everything. Nice. Surprisingly, 
we've ordered um, probably almost 100 pieces of product total. Mm. And I think we've only got a couple left. I mean, yeah, there were a few nice. that, we were, that we gave away as samples yeah. to certain people. Yeah. Because they, uh, you know, they probably have a, a wider net that they can cast for us as well. Yeah. To, to um, share the product with and give feedback. Yeah, yeah, and then just wear it, just be a, you know, and then maybe we'll ask. And surprisingly, like one of the person here in Canberra, she bought one. She bought one, right? Just as a test, and she took it to an event over the weekend, and then Eva ended up getting another eight or nine sold. <laughs> just from That's the awesome. Order. I know. Word of mouth marketing is powerful. People already paid. Uh, we haven't even given the product out because we haven't had the time to, because they wanted to just either pick it up or we meet them. Yeah. And they said, look, yeah, he's, you know, he, I want to reserve my. I want to reserve mine because I don't want to lose the colors that they, that she's yeah. got left. She's like, I got yeah. limited quantities. These are the colors left, and then they're like, I want these four. So you hold them for me. down. <laughs> I'll get my place in the queue. I really like that color. Yeah, she, they don't want to lose it, so she has to go and take yeah. it off the um, the post um, from Instagram and stuff. So it's been interesting. Um, mm. Yeah, I think um, we we are excited to get to go and get the next batch now. Um, nice. So. And we've we've got our labels who are uh, which has arrived. Right. So our, our our own sort of labeling, so we can yeah. start because we we bought we buy sort of them. Um, we call them like I don't know what is it called like white label or unbranded mm. product that we bought. So we can rebrand them now. We can put our nice. our actual branding on them now. So nice. excited about that! Let that me was, know when the next batch comes in. It'll be a good reason to drive down to Canberra and help help you take some photos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just uh, you know. Get 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 you to do some modeling. Get get Sarah to do some modeling as well. That's a good idea. That'd be really good, you know. Getting um a bule. <laughs> yeah. Get get uh, some cultural diversity. Yeah, that that'd be great. Um, so I think uh, yeah, we can do some photos. Yeah, because you got you got yourself a camera kit, you? like a product. Yeah, I got a proper camera kit, nice set of lenses. I've been. Not necessarily like my crafting, my time is spent on investing, how to figure out how to do photos, how to compose them well or com- continue to compose them better each time I take a set and then yeah. how the, the, like, the editing process works in Lightroom so like the color balance sits well, that it looks pleasant, um, that it's not overexposed, underexposed. It's been a, quite a fun journey to express my creativity in that way. So yeah. it's like that analytical process, finding a creative outlet. Oh, I think I have an idea that I think you can help me with then. Um, I need a, uh, I guess, a, a brand introduction video. Oh. And, and then we can do a sort of a mock interview. Of, nice. Uh, how do you get Testimonials. Started? Yeah, like that. You know, how'd you get, how yeah. did you, where did the idea come from? You know, do that kind of yeah. thing. I think uh, you probably can do a bit of that. So whenever you come nice. down next, I think. We I've can got do my, uh, what we call a brand introduction. I can put that as the main. Yeah, um, I've got, you know, I've got the, we've got shotgun mics ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the kit. That's what I know. So, um, yeah, I think that, that's good. an idea. So, Talking if you could do that, video. that would then go on to my YouTube channel. Yeah. So, I, I'm hoping, yeah, that you, like, if we could do that, then that way that will become. So, you know how I think when you click on someone's channel, it's the introduction video that pops yeah. up and other plays immediately. Oh, welcome. Yeah, so hey, mm-hmm. you know, welcome to this brand. We're getting started oh, down in Canberra. Social media. Yeah. You have a square version, you have the rectangle, you have something for an Instagram story. There you go. So I think there's a lot of that kind of work we can do um, nice. over a weekend whenever you're, you're free and you want um, to explore Canberra because I think 
we didn't get a chance to um yeah to do a proper you know like oh, yeah. going around Canberra last time we were here so yeah which is good fun so I'm looking looking forward to it so I think that is a good wrap for an episode so thank yeah. you everybody for listening in to another episode of Kitchen Conversations James and Rama are back from a break. <laughs> we want you to continue to stay safe, stay healthy, and continue to respect the government guidelines as we go into December and people take holidays. Stay safe on the roads if you're going anywhere because you probably won't be flying anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, enjoy, guys, and hopefully you can get a accommodation. I think that's a challenge right now. Yeah, because everything's getting accommodation. <laughs> so, see you later everybody bye bye guys